until he lost, loses his life, and then he lays there unconscious and still no sympathy at that point because he's not fighting back. And they just casually toss his body onto the stretcher and take him away. No, let's give him CPR. Let's look and see what's going on. Nothing. No compassion. How do full-time employees like us do everything it takes to build a thriving online business today? How do you not become a statistic of another failed business, all while balancing full-time career and life? We don't have all the answers, but we're figuring it out. Welcome to Entrepreneurs with Jobs. And since then, the world has gone to pits. You oh, know. yeah. <laughs> 2020 is, uh, is the year. Sure. I mean, I don't know. We keep thinking, I mean, you keep thinking you've seen the worst and then you realize, no, you're not, you've not seen the worst. You're just getting started. No, I know. I wasn't, I was not expecting, I was not expecting. I saw your post on, um, was it, uh, Trevor Noah? Oh, did you, did you watch it? I watched it? it. I watched it before that. So I was oh. like, he, he, he really did eloquently put it, like put it together. I think he's probably one of the most intelligent people that's actually put it together so far that I've, that I've watched. Yeah, and he presents it in such a non-polarizing fashion. Like, he's essentially just stating facts and breaking it down. Yeah. And, not, and he's just telling you, it's such, a, it's such a fresh perspective. Because I feel like a lot of the narrative out there is so emotionally charged as it should be i mean i understand but the way he presented it was so logical you know that anyone with a brain can reason with what he was saying so yeah so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about we're talking about if you're living under a freaking rock (laughs) well maybe they'll maybe they'll get to this like a year later (laughs) okay yeah yeah sorry this is where we're recording this june 2nd 2020 2020. <laughs> yeah, so that should tell you a lot. But carry and on, Jeff. We're in California. We're in California. Yeah. So these, so there's a um, there's a lot of demonstrations and protests going on due to George Floyd and his his death, more like his his murder. And have you seen the video? The video is pretty intense. I I, didn't, I, I never have. finished. I I did finish it. I just saw like the tail end of it, and I was like, wow, that's like one of those I things did. that you won't be able to like forget. I did. I did see the video and, you know, and we're probably going to, I think it's relevant that we, you know, create space to talk about this even on here. Mm -hmm. As you know, or as you all probably know, I'm a person of color. Um, My, my, I mean, I, my background, I'm Nigerian, you know, but I've lived in America for, I don't know, almost 20 years. I have children, black sons. So, you know, this issue is some, is an issue that is, you know, relatively um, personal to me in a sense. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm affected and I'm not only affected, but also eager to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, like Jeff was sharing, you know, the, the, of course this issue was really centered around George Floyd's or that was a pinnacle. That was, was like the, George, the breaking point. That was a breaking point, you know, but the reality is this is something that has, you know, deep roots, you know, it's, um, longstanding history mm-hmm. in America. And um, I just don't feel like there has been enough as a as big of an uprising as we have now. I don't think it's ever gotten this big. No, the only time that I can remember something like this was uh, the LA riots. LA riots with uh, Rodney King. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like you know the COVID situation. I think is also is a factor because people have been sequestered in their houses, frustrated, lost jobs, people are dying, 
and all that pent up tension, you know, is now coming out, you know, through this, um, this, this crisis or the situation. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really sad, but I'm glad for one thing that it's elevating the, the dialogue mm-hmm. and, you know, giving attention to this. I mean, people have been, you know, talking about this for, 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 for decades, like, you know, but it seems like it's never really resonated to the, to the level that it is now. Yeah. And it shouldn't take you watching someone's neck being like choked to death. You should, it shouldn't take that. But sadly, you know, the way we are is we're visual people and, you know, it's like, you need to see that, that proof without, without, you know, question for you to think, oh yeah, they have a point, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, even the video, I'm like, for you to feel like, I'm not even, the video is bad in itself, but it's for me, what really bothers me is the fact that you're like broad daylight. People are telling you you're killing this man. I mean, it's one thing to say, because I'm pretty diplomatic. I'm usually will be the one that would say, well, he didn't, maybe Same. he didn't know. Maybe Same. he didn't know. Maybe he didn't realize he was putting that much pressure. You know, maybe just try to rationalize it because I feel like we all have humanity in us. And the fact that people are telling you you're killing this man and you so casually continue to put your neck, not even thinking, thinking, let me look and see what's going on. Let me assess the situation. You casually have your hands in your pocket, no emotion, no reaction, nothing, you know, until he loses his life. And then he lays there unconscious and still no sympathy at that point because he's not fighting back. And they just casually toss his body onto the stretcher and take him away. No, let's give him CPR. Let's look and see what's going on. Nothing. No compassion. And, you know, that's just one example of the many. I mean, this happens to be on video. Yeah. So we have, you know, evidence. But. It's just a, a reflection of really what, what's going on when we're not looking. Mm-hmm. If that could happen in front of everybody in broad daylight, can you imagine what's happening when, people are, when no one's there? Yeah. You know, and I think that's really where a lot of the outrage is coming from, at least for me. That's you know, what really breaks my heart. It's like, it doesn't matter what he did or couldn't have done. It's a, he's a human being. He's someone's son, someone's father, someone's child. Like friend, coworker, friend. it's a person, part of the community, human being, human being. And I feel like in America, I, I finally figured it out. It's like the, the, the life of a black man has zero value or very little value. I, that's really what it comes down to. I feel like the black man has been dehumanized. So ex- to, to an extent where you just, you don't see him as a person that you need to protect or to love. You just don't, you just see him as a person that, He's harmful, he's dangerous, and you just, no love. He gets no love. He gets no love. And any chance you get to inflict pain or harm on him, you take it. So whether it's through laws, whether it's physically, whether it's whatever the I mean, whatever. Any, any arm of society, you know. So that, and I think that's one of the fundamental issues. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very, it is systemic. Because my, my girlfriend is inside the... She's a social worker, so she's always talked about reform. And then in, ma- in her master's, they're always talking about social justice and then how to fix the system from within because they see the disparity. And this has been something she's been talking about, passionate for a long time. And then now it's just, now it's like mainstream. This is something that we've been, we've been watching. And like my, my black friends, they're just, one of them, he just can't watch the protests. He wants to be outside. He wants to support. He wants to be out there supporting everybody but he's he's afraid of covid he's like legitimately afraid he and he really like 
he just can't handle the he can't see, handle seeing any of the images right now. It's like he's like it's part hard. of like a close friend, yeah. It's hard, and you know, people think when 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 things like this come up, you think really more so about the death of you know Joy Floyd. You think about uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. You think about Eric Garner. You think about those mm-hmm. you know big incidences. But the truth is, the real burden that a lot of black people, black people, especially black men, carry in this country is the little subtle things you deal with mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, the, the the subtle injustices that you face, the subtle looks, the subtle, you know, encounter with police officers. Those are the things that are slowly killing a lot of people. And because it's not a big thing, it gets no attention. But that's where a lot of the anger comes from. A lot of the, you know, frustration comes from is those little things that are just chipping away at people at their, you know, their soul or their heart and, and, and just really affecting people. I mean, my husband, we live in a, you know, relatively like white neighborhood period. That's where we live, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, even us, we've been here for 10 years, but I mean, I would tell you if the other day my husband threw something to the trash and I had to go like get it out. It was like a nighttime. And like, I couldn't do it in front of like, cause the trash was in front of the house mm-hmm. where it was going to be trash day the next day. So we put it out. I couldn't do it in front of the house. Because I needed whoever was walking by to know, and I live here, yeah. you know, so I had to pull it back in close to the garage that was open. So anyone walking by would not think that I'm trying to um, break in because yeah. the, the reality is there's not a lot of people who look like me, you know, on my street, in my neighborhood, you know, we're, we're, we're few, you know, or my husband could be walking. I mean, he's had several instances with the cops where they pull up and ask him, like, what are you doing here? Or, you know, question him. And you wonder, like, why are you questioning me? What have I done to even mm-hmm. cause you to question me? You know, so it's those type of things that really eat at people and really, you know, source of frustration for a lot of people. And and I think everything has sort of come to head and um, causes the outcome that we now see today. Yeah, this has been pressuring for a long time, like boiling beneath the surface. I remember somebody explained what privilege means like from like the white privilege but even like i'm privileged from the perspective that i don't have to worry about keeping my hands on the dashboard i don't have to worry (laughs) about like reaching into my glove and then thinking that officers like i'm reaching for something or having to be extra prepared so that i'm i'm not stereotyped and that they're going to give me a harder time like i've been through times where cops have just given me hard times for like no reason but not to the extent of like some of my other friends Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and it's that's when i realize i'm privileged because i don't have to worry about that as much as my other friends my african-american friends yeah and you know you say that the truth is and i have to have that conversation with my friends too my my friends who are originally from nigeria i had to have the conversation and even have us even assess our privilege because mm-hmm. the truth is while i might have the skin color i don't carry a lot of the baggage that a lot of african-americans carry from their history of slavery in America. I grew up in a society where um, we were the majority and, and I've never been made to feel like less than anyone. I've never had to you know, question who I am or feel less than anyone. So coming to America, you know, coming here with that confidence and with that assurance about myself, even at a young age, like, I don't see a lot of the things that my African-American friends would typically see because I'm just, it's not how I was conditioned. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think it allowed me to not be as affected. I mean, I wouldn't even know when you're being racist towards me, to be honest, a lot of time. I mean, for a while, I wouldn't even know because <laughs> I'm like, so oblivious to it. They're just like, they're just mean. <laughs> so, or I know, I'm like, they're looking at me because they like me. They're, they're just <laughs> jealous of me. They like me. They like how I look. <laughs> you know, or they're following me around the store because they want <laughs> whatever you know and i think it, it does offer confer some some level of advantage because i don't have that burden but then i started to think that you know i don't have that burden but then i i i'm also a recipient of the fruits of the labor mm-hmm. that these people and their ancestors have um done you know i'm now a recipient so i owe them i have a responsibility to you know amplify their voices and you know even here in my neighborhood where i live right now it's like sorry my computer died so like 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 they changed so like even where i live you know it's very easy when you're like the one you know black family and it's easy to just sort of like go with the flow go under the radar don't like want to um ruffle and feathers and just sort of you know Rock when things boat. come up that you know like uh, you don't want to like you don't want to be the trouble troublesome black person you kind of go along but it's like, no, this situation and all of these things going on has um, given me an uh, awakened something in me where it's like, you can't only be an activist when things like this happen. You know, we have change starts with us within our respective lives, communities, our circles, the things that people and the things that are within our reach. We have to be the voice for those who cannot be at the table, those who don't have the opportunity to be present. And so I'm taking on that responsibility, like, listen, I'm going to help my white friends, my white community, help them understand and be more sensitive or empathetic to the the, the plight of the African-American people of color in America. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot let myself be, and I cannot allow my success be a, almost like a deterrent to their cause. Because, you know, it's very easy to say, well, how come Fataya, she's black, she has it together. Mm-hmm. How come you can't be like her? It's very easy for people oh, yeah, like myself people say to Oprah? be. To what you say? Like how people say use Oprah as an example. <laughs> They're like, but you, but Oprah made it. <laughs> exactly. But it's the, the question: How many Oprahs are there? Yeah, and it's the system that you know it holds you back. It's the it's the odds are already against you. You have to fight against that. There's a lot. That, it's it's so complex. Yeah. And like when I started to break it down, and I, I mean, it took me a while to understand as well, because I also okay. sort of like, well, what are you complaining about? Like, what's the problem? Like, I came here, I figured it out. But, you know, that's just ignorance talking. Yeah, I used to you think know? that. And too. so, yeah, it's, very, it's a very easy trend of thought, because you think, what are you talking about? Like, you go to school, you get a job, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is so complex, and there's so much to it. And, you know, and I think it's, it's worthwhile to even share. Like, give an example of a kid, you know, say you have a little black kid in school who's acting up, just totally just disrespectful, acting up, crazy kid. You know, you, you, you perhaps, maybe he like gets violent with a teacher, I don't know, whatever, does something crazy, he, he gets into like juvie or something. And, you know, that's, that begins his journey within the um, legal system, okay? But then if only you took a step back and peeled the onion of this kid's life and see why is he acting out? Why is he the way he is? What's going on in his life to make him be this way? Not many people have the emotional intelligence to even think that because you just think you're, you're, all you can do is, is, is judge the behavior at hand. You don't have the, you're, it's hard to like take that step to really like think, okay, why is he acting this way? Let me, let me understand what brought him here. 
Come to find out, let's say he came from um, a single family home because his dad, maybe he's in prison or whatever the case may be. His mom maybe barely has a job just to just to keep the you know keep the lights on. So this is a kid who essentially was raised by himself or by the streets because luckily, I mean, he will be lucky to even have a mom who can even like take care of them and like meet their most basic needs in a, in, in a home. But she, in order to be, in order to raise them and, and to survive, she has to work, you know, and that's even best case scenario. She has a job, she has to work. And as a single parent, I mean, I have a husband and I have three children. I know how hard it is to raise kids, even with two parents. It is hard, let alone someone that only has one parent who has to work, who's just barely getting by. Like, it is hard. It is incredibly difficult. So you have a child who does not have the support of two parents, you know, who doesn't really, even the parent that's there is not really there because they're busy just trying to keep their lives afloat, you know. And then they're bitter. They're frustrated. They don't have that structure, that love, that, you know, life preparation or guidance. And you wonder why they're acting up. And if your only solution is to get them, you know, call the cops from them, get them into the system, then what? Then you look at their father. Why is he in jail? Well, let's say when he was younger, similar to him with his son, he got caught up in like maybe a petty crime. And we know the, 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 the criminal system, it's, it's unfair towards black men. No one can deny that. that for the same crime a black man and, and a, um, a white man would commit, the black man would get a, a stiffer sentence. And all it takes is you getting caught up one time. That's all it takes. It could be shoplifting, which we know all little kids do. All the high schoolers, they do it. It's very common. Yep. But let it be a, a little black boy who does it. They get a record. You get a record. Then you want to get a job. And then, and then the cycle starts. And then they wonder, well, what's going on? You all are criminals. Well, yeah, because when you, when you criminalize them from a young age, what, what life do you expect them to have? How do you get out of that? You know, how do you get out of that? And so you can't really be the father of your children, and then you wonder why we have, you know, this cycle. You know, so I, I feel I mean, the issue is obviously very complex, and you have the drug, the, you know, the, the, the drug um, sentences. It's like, why would someone, you know, yeah, they stole, but you have people with all these, like, white-collar crimes. They're not getting the same, the same treatment, you know? So I don't know. It's very complex. Yep. It's so complex. There's from available resources to the, the school schools. system to the, system. the peer group that they that they have to grow up in because that's they what, have, they're already and, 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 there. And the gang thing, you know, when you think about gang, you're like, oh my god, how come you're in a gang? Well, when you do my father in jail, my mom is not there. I need a family. Who's gonna be my who are gonna be my who are my my brothers? Who are the people that are going to support me and have my back? in this crazy neighborhood that I live. It's the yeah. gangs. Those are your family. They'll, they'll, they'll have your back. You have to. You have to to, you know? to survive in, in, some of those, in some of the neighborhoods. My girlfriend exactly. was one of the social workers at one of the, probably the top gang, uh, gang-related school in Santa Ana. So she was like mm. dealing with like pretty intense um situations all the time when she was going through like one of her internships so she'd just tell me all the stories about how they're just misunderstood they don't have anyone to listen to them they don't have good coping skills they have to join because there's there's multiple gangs like there's like 30 different gangs at the school if they don't know if they don't join they then need the protection yeah 
or they just need somebody to listen to or like what else are they going to do and then they're just neglected exactly so but our solution to that is to pick him up throw him in jail and all it takes is one time like all it takes is one time across that divide you get you know get into the system you have a you know a record all it, that's all it takes now you want to go apply for any job and they tell you oh let's do you have any misdemeanors or felonies and then damn you have to fill that in of course what what chance do you have to get that job and then they wonder why they go back and they have to return back to to whoever will accept them which is the gang which is the streets you know what are their options at that point yep you know it's also easier well, money what'd you say it's also easier money exactly yeah, yeah. I've had I've had but friends Charlie, stuck in that. What'd you say? I I had friends stuck in stuck in that. It's because there's it's just easy. so much significantly easier. Of course. So, but little Charlie, you know, he 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 shoplifts, but you know, he doesn't get anything. Like, oh, his his father will call the prosecutor. Oh yeah, you know, he's a kid. Blah blah. Let him off, and there we go. You know, so anyway. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crazy, but yeah, I, I clearly needed to offload. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't think we could possibly, especially on to, like today. I don't know if you've noticed, Jeff. Um, there's a or like there's a social media um, sort of initiative going on today, and they're calling today Blackout Tuesday. Oh yeah, I saw and that for a little the bit. Purpose of today, yeah. So the purpose of today is to really draw attention to um, black people, black issues, and so they're asking um, non-black folks, non-melanated folks, to um, amplify the voices and the presence of your black community so if you say you know a black business talk about them on your profile or share them with your audience and um don't do business as usual with respect to your posting and your social media shenanigans Mm -hmm. and so i actually had the good fortune of being um posted or uh, one of a a, a instagram account it's called two peas in a pod they they have about three thousand three hundred thousand followers and um, they shared um, about me to their followers, and I've been getting like a lot of you know a lot of um, followers from that. I think probably from them, I've gotten like a hundred or so so far, and I keep getting more. So that's been you know that's been nice. I you know it's, it feels good. It's like yay, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then even on top of that, I've been getting sales too from from like today. I could just see the sales coming in. Um, right after they they started to share me, so it's, oh, been, nice. it's been good. That's mm-hmm. a silver lighting. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been good. I mean, actually, I, it started to happen since Sunday. I had someone else repost me on Sunday, and since then, I've been I'm close to three thousand now. <laughs> 3, oh, nice. Instagram followers. Yeah. Hey, look at you. Anyway, my head. In my head, 3,000 is like the magic number. And I say that now, watch. Like, no, it's 5,000. <laughs> it could be one, one million. One million is going to be the magic number. <laughs> no, but I feel like I feel like once you cross the threshold of like, once you get into 3,000, then you know it's like, it's just a little more legit. Like, it's like, you know, it's not like, I don't know. <laughs> I say that now. But this is the 2,000 follower voice talking. So, <laughs> so this but. Is the hu- this but, is the yeah, hustle from like zero. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, hey, it's been, you know, scratching and clawing just to, to get here. So, and I appreciate my followers. Every single, every single 2,799 of them, <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> That's true, yeah. though. You got to so, serve them. Um, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I love them. I love them. They're my friends. So, um, but, so, let's see here. I guess... Oh. Should I kind of go into what, what I've been doing? Or do, you know, maybe you should go. You go, because I've been talking a lot. Go ahead. Tell us what's well, been going before, on. Before we get off this topic, the media is, is also spitting protesters versus oh. rioters. And I think that's, that's important to make the distinction that they're yes. different. They're different. For the, like 99% of people are yes. protesting peacefully. The looters, the rioters are just taking advantage of this, of this, of this crisis situation in this situation yeah, it's true we can't we, i think it's a very important point to to, to talk about because it's a, it's become a another tangent in, in, the, in the whole narrative and i think it's an easy easy tangent for those who are not for the cause to to hang on to it's, it's very easy it's very convenient but if you really think about it if you have a hundred people who are trying to protest peacefully and you have let's say even five who are bent on causing chaos and mayhem that five can turn the peaceful protest into something crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that said, you know, I think there, there are a few pieces of this. So one, yes, there are some people who are for the cause who perhaps also want, want things to go crazy and left yeah. and want to cause destruction. Yeah. There's that, those people. But there are also other people who are just infiltrating the, 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 the protest to try to create chaos. Yes. You know, I've seen instances where even protesters were telling them, telling people like, what are you doing? Stop, you know, stop doing what you're doing. Stop causing destruction. Like, that's not our cause. You need to stop it. I've seen instances like that time and time mm-hmm. again, where people are like telling them like, what, this is not what we stand for. You need to stop that, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's still, people are easy. It's easy to say. Or it's, it's an easy narrative to say the protesters are the ones causing, you know, the the, the destruction. Because I don't, I don't support all that. Dis- no. I mean, that really breaks my heart. You know, I, that breaks my heart because people's hard earned, you know, bi- uh, hard created businesses. I mean, we we can empathize. You know? Yeah, that breaks I my would heart not so want- bad. Yeah, because they didn't do anything. You know, they they're not. Um, why should they have to suffer? You know, for this. However, you probably remember from Trevor how he artic- um, eloquently articulated the plight of those who are doing these things. And, you know, he talked about how per social con- um, co- uh, the social contract we have is to not, not loot, not, you know, destroy businesses. But when people do not, when the social contract that we have does not serve people, when they are not beneficiaries of the social contract. Well, in fact, the social contract that we have, when it's when it harms them, what care will they have to go against the social contract of not looting, of not destroying property? Because no matter what, no matter what they do or don't do, they still get the shorter end of the stick. Right? So for people like us, order normalcy helps. We like it because it serves us well. But there is the other part of our population who the status quo does not serve them. Status quo offers them no benefit. And so they're thinking, why do I want to protect you? Like, why do I care? What does it matter to me? 
if I see an opportunity to take your stuff or destroy your stuff, I will do that because you know what? It doesn't matter to me either way. So doesn't make it right. You know, I don't still don't support it. But when you think about it from the angle, you can understand why when we fail to listen, when people are you know trying to explain what they're going through, we then are almost um, complicit into what then turned into what we're seeing today. So it's crazy. I, I, I really wish they'll stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing really, the stories about business owners losing like their life savings, no insurance, no fire insurance. One in four crazy. businesses don't come back. Or no, yeah, more less than like tw- one in four don't come back from like, at least from the LA riots. That's what happens. K- K-Town burned down. A lot of businesses, mom and pops were targeted. Um, That's crazy. Downtown, black owned businesses. It's And I hear some people actually come in from out of state to like yeah. come destroy those businesses. It's sad. Yeah. Or just from other like outside cities. They're just coming just to take advantage. And there's powerful moments happening, though, like between the police and the protesters, you like holding hands, reciting the victims, having the police officers chief say that they're with the protesters. and They want to protect the community. This is our communities. We want to protect yeah. you like everyone else who's looting. This is not this is our community. We live here. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I know it's definitely not the majority. Majority yeah, don't want to do this. Majority don't want to. Don't, I mean, what, what good does this offer? You know, but it's just that that those bad apples, the the radical few who want to cause this. And it's sad because it taints the message and people easily hold on to that narrative and say, well, see, they're crazy. They're criminals, you know. So um, I hope there's and I I mean, I I heard I heard that some police officers lost their lives. I heard that, too. You know, it's just that that just kills me because I understand what people are fighting for, but you just cannot go out killing people that is not right any wrong um yeah it's just it's it's sad it's sad but then people say you know the other side is like well where were you when when um three out of ten black women die during maternity when they're giving birth where were you when um this this and this many lives african-american lost their lives to covid where are you when black boys get incarcerated you know so it's like Oh my God, it's just, yeah. Well, at least the conversation's starting. Yeah, yeah, it's starting. But every every death, every loss, every, I I think society, the truth is, and even for us, like now we're talking about these cop lives, you know, these cops who, I mean, the ones that we know have lost their lives to this. It's really sad. I mean, it really bothers me, but it's true. The reality is countless black lives are lost day in, day out, whether directly or indirectly like some outright lost and some are lost slowly they're killing them softly you know countless you know so it's it's all sad it's all sad and i just hope that as a society we're all open to doing better you know we're all open to you know having these conversations being more open recognizing our own prejudices and i hope you know our policies are fair because instead of trying to incarcerate people, we need to start having more community um, intervention. You know, putting people in jail is not the answer. It's not the answer. So, yeah. Oh, and then the story about the, um, the, did you hear the story, the, 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 um, 
the bird watcher and the oh i heard about that my girlfriend told me about that that Did was, you watch that the was video? i didn't watch the video she she told me about it she told me all like the, the different highlights no you have to watch the, watch the video okay i'll watch it. the video you have to you have to watch the video like when you tell the story it does not carry the same weight as when you watch the video yeah you know yeah she got fired right she got fired i feel bad for her you know, but, you know, it happens that she had to be an, ex- an example. And it sort of goes back to the whole thing about everybody's carrying prejudice. And it's, you don't know how much prejudice you're carrying until the stakes are high, until emotions, you're, you're caught off guard. So she was mm-hmm. caught off guard, I think. And that's why she reacted the way she reacted. I'm sure on a normal day, she probably wouldn't have. But when she was having this altercation with this guy, you know, she had to, like, fight him with everything that she had. And what's more... What's a more powerful tool than her white woman privilege against a black man? You know, yeah. she knew that was, e- yeah, that was an easy card. I mean, if she simply had said, a man is attacking me here, wants to kill me, but oh, was threatening my life, blah, blah, it's different. But when you feel the need to say an African-American man is threatening me and my dog and blah, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a loaded statement. You know, that's a loaded statement. And then her tone, and it was just like, come on, come on, come on, Karen. That's what they call him. <laughs> come on, Karen. <laughs> you can't do these days, yeah. Come on, Karen. Come on. <laughs> so I heard uh, she was pretending to cry on the phone, right? You should have seen her. Like, and then afterwards, she was like super serious. <laughs> it's just her tone. Um, I have an American man, and she's threatening me and my dog. And I'm African American. literally that was her tone and the guy was just standing there like i mean i don't i mean i I couldn't see him but he clearly was not approaching her yeah you know but it's crazy all right okay can we now move on okay we can let's go to business yeah i just wanted to bring up the business because that was like one of the things i was breaking my heart I was like, yeah, I, I think it's worthwhile to mention. You can't, we'll be remiss not to talk about yeah. that because it's a big part of the narrative. So, yeah, and, and, I, and I also try to, because the other thing too, people people are eager to talk about is like, well, you all are not talking about the looters. You don't talk about this. And it's like, listen, me personally, I'm, I'm pretty diplomatic. Like I will call wrong on any side. Like I don't, I'm not going to just, you know, blindly support one thing for the sake of supporting it. And so I made it very clear from the start, like, you know, I don't agree with this, you know, I, I, but I know, I also understand in a yeah. situation like this, because how, when, when peaceful protests have been done, nothing has happened, you know, why, why don't, why do we have to wait until some things get so bad for us to take action? And I'm talking to myself too, you know, and when you have thousands of people together, things are bound to go left, you know, very quickly. And all it takes is a couple of people, but it does not change the underlying message. You know, so yeah, the, oh, yeah, the frustration, the anger—you could, you know, where it's coming from, and it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just heartbreaking to see it taken out on these businesses. It is, it is, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because I saw, I saw a video of a few, a few of those people. You and then even while they're recording the video, he like poured his life savings into this bar that he's been wanting to open, and then the looters came back with the news crew that was filming him and they're trying to steal the safe. Yeah. This is in Minneapolis. Yeah. I mean, I know some people, some, they're having GoFundMe for them. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. anyone that I 
that I find, I will definitely, you know, support them because I, I understand and they don't deserve that. Yeah, because they worked hard. They, that, that's yeah, that's a lot of hard them. work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. They're just unfortunate casualty of, uh, of this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Alrighty then. Okay, let's, let's, so, let's now, now we can get to regular scheduled. <laughs> yeah. So what's been going on with you? Last time we met, you were like ready. You had your your task list, and you're ready to start like reaching out to um, potential Businesses? staff. I don't know what do you call them. Oh yeah, um, virtual staff. We're just hiring virtual a team. Staff. Yeah. So how's that going? Any updates on What's that? Good. So I'm getting, I'm getting my, I guess the proposals back for different people that I could, I could white label that could help me with marketing basically. And then, so doing that, collecting all the responses on then on top of that, created a contact list of potential businesses to reach out to like 200 businesses based on like their website, based on different services I could provide. Did that, that was, that was like mind numbing work, but you know, then that's fine. Those are like all the stuff that people don't really talk about, but are needed. Especially when you're like, you're trying to get clients like, okay, I got to create a client list. Like, where am I going to find them? I'll find them on Google. I'll find them on Yelp. Now I'll analyze the website. Now I got to create pitch videos. So I created 10 of those so far. Oh, nice. Where, so I'm, I'm customizing it so it's still reaching out to them. But then there's things in the middle that I can cut in and reuse so I don't have to record a lot of stuff. So I keep that the same. So like introducing myself, the pitch video in the beginning where it tells me who that person is, the business, and then why I'm reaching out, that's custom. And then the middle where I analyze the website of like what they could be doing to get customers now, that's custom. But the end of how I can help and then outreach and then scheduling out calendar time for me that's 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 that yeah that's generic so then that's what i've been doing i've edited 10 videos i'll be sending out this week and then probably creating more and then uh, what else am i doing i gotta i i I created contact content video that took me three two tries no three tries three tries because my this mic when i was recording uh for through my my software the first time i recorded those 10 videos this mic wasn't working oh no yeah because i because when i have to play it through my headset right but then for these pitch videos i'm like dressed up in like a suit and then i don't have the headset headset. (laughs) so i have to i I took it out to listen to something and i forgot to put it back in so i spent like two and a half three hours two probably two and a half hours just recording and then I was like, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm like a momentum. I'm going to record content because I've been putting that off. I recorded like a, like a night, like a 15 minute video. And then I go back to play it. No audio for all the videos except for my test video in the beginning. So I'd, I had to reshoot all of that. But so I, I, did I it. bet it was a really good video at the end. It was good. I like it was better. It was concise. My thoughts, yeah, were better. <laughs> <laughs> my, th- my thoughts were better more pristine yeah it's because you know it's my, it's my second take <laughs> it's my second take so i have that i have to modify my youtube channel my website but i'll talk more about that when we go into what i'm going to do next but that's what i've been doing i've just been just been hustling that 
Very nice. Good job. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> making, making progress. That's good. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Hmm. What are you for, Sam? <laughs> so for me, um, my focus the last week or so has been largely around prepping for PR. So I don't know if I talked about it last time when we met, but um, one of my goals is to um, get PR representation for oh, the nice. business. So are you going to get um, an agency or are you going to hire like a coordinator? Well, initially it was just, I'm, I just want to get PR in whichever form that I could find. Oh, that was, that would fit with mm-hmm. my resources and what I'm looking for. So that was the goal. So, but prior to that, actually, let me, let me, let me take a step back. So before I actually got into the PR stuff, I had been, you think I told you last time that I was going to be working on content creation for the site. Yeah. For SEO. Yeah. For SEO. I was going to be working on Your, your intern creation. was going to work really hard on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was going to, um, um, start doing, creating more blog, um, blog content and, um, the goal <laughs> blog on blog start. content. <laughs> what did you say? Did you say blog on blog content? No, no. Um, um, oh, blog. I thought you said blog, blog on blog, blog content. On blog. What the heck is that? I don't know. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, what is that? Okay, Listen, go ahead. It's first time for everything. So blog content. So what I had done, actually, I needed to get organized because my head was just, there was too much going on in my head. Yeah. There was too much going on in my notes. And so I actually started using Trello. Oh, yeah. I use Trello. I love Trello. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard about it, but it didn't quite... I don't know why I never even thought to look it up until I ran into it on one of the articles I was reading and I thought, oh, let me give it a shot. And that, oh my God, Trello is life. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I really sat there and I downloaded everything. Like I created a, a, a content creation board. So I have all the content that I want to um, create for the next, through the end of June. And I'm able to then, you know, scale it back to um, the steps that I need to take leading up to that point, um, what the timeline should be for the pre-steps, the draft, the final review, the publishing. So I was able to do that. And so really organize my content plan into my Trillo board. Um, but I also then created another board, almost like a business strategy board. Um, because I realized that a lot of times things, things hit me. Like I don't see a lot of things coming because I'm, my head is so deep into a lot of things that I don't have full clarity around what's coming. And then it's like, I'm, I'm too reactive. So for my business strategy board, I, you know, was able to plan out some of our upcoming releases and, you know, in order for that, like, when are we going to release it? And what do we need to do? Like, when are we going to do the pictures? In order to do the pictures, when are we going to have the samples? Or when are we going to have the full production? When do we need to produce it by so that it can get here in time? Just all this, all the pre-steps. Sorry, I have a truck passing my house. So all the pre-steps that I need to have in place for every business goal, I'm able to map it out. And so it's just really good to see everything like, you know, on paper, I guess, virtual paper. Um, and then even things as simple as like, you know, sales. So we have a holiday coming up July 4th. Okay. What's going to be my plan around, you know, sales towards that, 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 um, holiday. When am I going to announce it? So have a, you know, I have a, 
maybe a couple of weeks before, I have a reminder to myself, a task. Now, you know, you need to put the initial announcement for the sale, then maybe a week after, announce the sale, set it up on the site. You know, all the different things that I would typically just do on the fly. And a lot of times I might even forget. And by the time I decide to do it, it's too late. You know, or say, for instance, some of the key holidays come in, like, one of, our, one of my content that I plan to do for this uh, for the summer is a, a, a playlist, a, a, a blog post on like um, Afrobeats playlist because everyone. Oh, nice. Yeah, a, a playlist. And then I found out that World Music Day is actually in June as well. So I thought, oh, okay, I should coordinate my playlist release to and that blog post to coincide with World Music Day. So things like that are things that I would typically not realize because I'm just doing things on the fly. So Trello is really giving me life right now. It's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite new tool, and I'm really happy. I love it. On top of the blog, the content post, I'm also going to be doing monthly newsletters to my followers, subscribers. So where we're going to summarize all the little the blog posts we've done during the course of the month, and then also, um, and then sort of send it out. And um, I've been looking for the best um, way or best template to use for my newsletter. Mm -hmm. And I was going to use Canva. And I actually did a draft through Canva, which looked really good. I was pretty excited about it. But I need something that has links, that that links, actionable links that the um, subscribers can click on to either read the blog post or shop or whatever. Then I realized that the very first app I downloaded, Clavio, is great for that. Oh, Clavio is amazing for that. I never knew. So when Clavio I downloaded Clavio back amazing. in the day, I didn't even know what Clavio. I'm like, I don't even know what this Clavio <laughs> thing is about. Like, I don't even know what to do with Clavio. So I just like, I don't know. And so through my research, it led me back to Clavio, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Like, what the heck? Like, oh my god, what took me so long? So, yeah, they um, have a lot of automated sequences that you can just use out of the box and then just yes. re just replace the text. Yes, yes, yes. So lots of templates you can use. And even like, so they have newsletters, but they even have like, so you want to have a release, you can, you know, do like a one off um, outreach or post uh, email to your followers or your email list people. So there's all kinds of permutations of what you can send out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is everything. <laughs> but you know, it just, it's almost as though until you're ready for something, it would never make sense to you. You know? So like when I got Clavio back then, it didn't make any sense to me. Like I didn't even know how to, I couldn't see the value. But when I was at a point where I needed Clavio, it made a lot of sense. Like I got them, like, oh, this, I get this, this is useful. So anyway. So Clavio, Trello, love them. Favorite new tools. Now to PR. So God, I have a lot to say. I'm sorry. But but to PR. So I, like I said, I um it's it's one of my goals to, to to have some sort of PR representation. And so I talked to I have a friend of mine who's in PR. So I talked to her and she recommended that I, in order to, before I get PR representation, I should create a PR brief. A mm. brief. So I'm like, what is a brief? I don't know what this is. So a brief is essentially sort of a, 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 a document that captures what your business is about, who's your target. It's essentially 
a document that you will hand to a PR person that will give them insights around who you are, what you're trying to do, what your goals are, and um, just essentially give them the, the directions that they will need to help mm-hmm. you um, publicize your business. So yours truly, over the weekend, I did come up with the Lisa Mama PR brief. And um, so my friend is helping me pitch it to some um, freelancers, some PR freelancers, as well as putting it on some um, PR Facebook groups. Oh, and nice. we're going to be getting proposals back because that's the other thing she taught me. Like when you are reaching out to PRs, you need to tell them what you want. So you need to be very clear about what are deliverables are you asking of them. So one could be a media kit or help you refine your branding or help you make sure you, they publish you in three publications or four mm-hmm. publications and, you know, uh, three pre- press releases, whatever the case may be. Be very, you know, be very clear. And they have to give you a proposal telling you how they will meet your, um, your needs. So um, she's made contact with a couple. And we're, I'm going to be connecting with them and I'll be, you know, getting their, their proposals and eventually their and the estimates. Yeah. Even though I have my budget in my head, but I'm not sharing that yet, you know? So uh, yeah, I'm, you know, hear back from them and then um, we'll go from there. You should, you should, you should compare their prices to Upwork. There's like, there's really good people on Upwork too. Really? PR people? Maybe? Yeah. There's everything on Upwork okay, from, yeah, like I'll, US, I'll from like US based that have worked high fortune 500 jobs that have owned their own agencies. You can find those people to everyone who are just starting. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll check. I'll, I'll check. I'll check on that. The reason, I mean, this is like, upward, they scare me because like, what, you know, whenever I have too many options or people like coming at me, <laughs> it's just so scary to me. Like Analysis, I really love, I love referrals. I love referrals. You know, I love people. I love people connecting with people. It just makes me feel a thousand times better. That's true. So, but but still, I mean, I still could um, reach out, um, check it out, and see see what I encounter. Yeah, to compare prices because I don't know how much they might be. Yeah, they could be pretty expensive. Well, it depends on what they can deliver you too. Mm-hmm. But then you have to you have to judge it based on on that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, that's what I've been doing the last week or so. Oh, nice. Yeah, trying to be productive. Getting, I've been working out too. Getting up early. Have you been working I feel out? Like I got, I've yeah, I've been getting my life together. You know, since I got my screens, I got my work screens. That was like the change. You know, it's amazing <laughs> how your environment can have such a impact on mm-hmm. you and your productivity. So, as you all probably know, I think we talked about it last time. Our jobs are now permanent work from home, and as a result. We had to bring our work screens home. At least I did. And I had to set up my work area, make it more comfortable and organized. And since I did that, it's done something to my psyche. Like, I'm, like, just more on it now. Like, I wake up every morning. I have a cup of, like, green tea, like a big, giant cup of green tea. Start my to, like, balance me, you know. I, you know, do my quiet time. I do my work, go work out for 30 minutes, take a shower, and I'm, like, ready for my day. So. So, yeah. Oh, nice. I still need to get my other my other monitor. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I have my setup. I have my mouse. I have my headset. My keyboard. I'm good. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, so Jeff, I know you did. You started to tell us earlier what it is you're going to be working on, but um, 
give us some more. What, what oh. do you have planned over the next So week? I'm going to outreach the businesses. I'm going to edit. Well, I'm going to. I'm gonna are keep... you going to outreach with Lisa Mama too, or are we, we're not? Um, are we gonna, <laughs> should, I expect, should I expect a video pitch from you? Well, it depends. What services do you want? <laughs> no. Hey, you don't know what services the people want. You're just reaching out to them cold. So. Oh, I, no, I look at their websites, I and then I, I tell I, I whatever they're in need of. So, like, there's reviews, copy design, website redesign, um, from there, I'm trying to go for like the lower hanging fruit and then try to upsell into the more expensive services. So that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. But we'll see. We'll see right now. Because I'm going for the easy, like their website, their Yelp, like getting, um, there's a way to get easy, a lot more reviews. There's like different, like three different ways, you know, through email, text. There's also a way to just get it through voicemail that just goes directly to that person's phone and then just leaves a voicemail without ever ringing. So there's ways that I'm going to just do those. Cause you know, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs are just busy and they can't get more reviews, but reviews will like propel their business. So once they get past like a, a certain review point, they'll get so much more leads. That's so, true. It's true. So that's one of the easy low hanging fruits that I'll probably do. And even I could even just offer it for free just to get in the door. And then, mm. Yeah, so I'm gonna experiment with different things of what I, what I can do, and then and then see and see what's gonna happen, and then so one of those things mm -hmm. would be email automation. So when you get your Clavio going, let me know, because <laughs> the because the campaign services. Yeah, one of my to do lists. Yeah, the campaign services or one of when I used to freelance digital marketing, that was actually one of my specialties. Was automating email campaigns. And then being able to ascend, upsell, and then uh, automate different things. So that's another thing. I've learned how to do birthday ads. So like special life event ads to be able to get more sales and customers. So that's a service I'm going to be offering because I was taking a course on, on that. So, so there's, a, there's a few different things. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah, so we'll see. No, I think that's awesome because, I mean, as someone who's, you know, living the dream, I don't like having to deal with all these things and <laughs> having to, it's just a hassle. Like, there is no person who has a business that would tell me they love to do marketing. They love to do these emails. Like, no single person loves it. You just know you have to do it. So if you had someone who could, you know, like a one-stop shop that could, you know, just help you. You know, especially when you're starting, starting out, you don't have the, the, um, capital power to have an in-house or, you know, you don't have the money. I, I think, especially if you have like different packages, maybe like, you know, low tier or entry level tier mm -hmm. sort of like, cause think about those who are just getting started, who don't have access to a lot of capital. So I think if you can have like offering for the different tiers of business, um, I, I think that might be bad, um, that might be good because a lot of the you know when you're starting out that's when you have you don't have any knowledge you have no insights especially in the beginning you know those who are more established they probably have a, a marketing budget and they can hire you know big name people to do that for them but mm -hmm. when you're starting out that's when you are struggling the most <laughs> yeah interruption per usual <laughs> it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be a podcast day without one of those um <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying so like i mean i'm thinking about myself like i didn't like it's taking me I'm a year and a half to get here. 
you know, and I, if I had this knowledge like a year ago, I think it would have been, you know, really beneficial, but it's like, I've had to like dig and scratch to even get here. So tips, food for thought for you. I know. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Good. Good. You didn't eat it at all. <laughs> what else? Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to share? Oh, I'm editing, uh, editing content. So that video that I recorded, finally going to put that up. And then I'm going to, tr- I'm going to work on my website. Cause that's one of those things I need to like create like a one page website because people are going to start coming to not only from like my Upwork profile and me outreaching, but they're like, I need a space for like my personal brand. So then now that's going to be like that full like sales letter. So I think the first thing I'm going to do is by next week, I'm going to structure out how the page is going to look and then the copy, the different sections of the copy that'll be on there. And then the, all the different assets I need to like record like a video and then, and then putting all like my certifications on there and then having the call to actions. Like I gotta, I gotta do that. So I'm going to, tr- I'm going to aim to, I'll probably get it done in two weeks from now, but that, though, that's going to be the biggest piece is usually the copy. And then, knowing what i have to record and then 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 nice. formatting it together so that's i'm very nice. excited for you i'm very i'm very excited for what you're doing um yeah i'm, I'm thrilled because <laughs> i get it i get it so yeah i'm 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 very optimistic i, I feel very optimistic no, oh, thank you. Me too. You're like Michelle Obama. <laughs> Never in my life have I ever been optimistic about you, about your business. <laughs> this is does the she, first time in my that? adult life. Did she always say that? <laughs> no, <Never. laughs> no, she's, you know, like, this is way back when she was like giving a speech and she says, for the first time in my adult life, I am, I feel very proud of, you know, my country or whatever. Oh. And they, and she said more and, you know, they used that soundbite like, Oh my God, they went in on her for that soundbite. Of course she said more cause I watched her documentary, her, her, the documentary version of her book recently. And I heard the long version of that statement and there was more to it, but yeah, it caught fire. So yeah, Jeff, never in my first time in my adult <laughs> life that I am proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. I, I, I see the need of, of what you're doing, and I think I, I know you, you, you have what it takes to succeed. So I'm very yeah. proud of you, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Yeah, so. I'm expecting it's gonna. I'm expecting that outreach, the cold outreach, is gonna take a while before I can get a few clients, or like free, until I figure it out. Because like the Upwork, I'm setting up my profiles in general, and then posting in different areas to figure out where to, I can actually get clients from, like Craigslist employment positions so they're looking for like a marketer but if i could be the agency that comes in they don't have to hire somebody mm-hmm. so yeah. those are opportunities that i'm looking at yeah because i mean you like i tell you i don't like random people i don't want to have to deal with it you know if i knew that i could if i work with this person they will vet whoever it is out for me and if i have any complaints i'll go to them i would rather do that and pay a little more than to have to be the person that's going to coordinate stuff mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, don't worry. I mean, listen, don't feel, if, no matter what happens in the next six months, at a minimum, you're building your infrastructure, you're learning, mm-hmm. you're putting all the things you need to put in place, the foundation of the business. So we don't worry about the outcome. We just continue to invest in the process. Exactly. And eventually, the outcome will come. Yeah. I'm investing in outreach, like a thousand businesses outreach. And even if, and then just iterating, iterating, iterating. And until I get, Mm -hmm. until I get those first few clients. 
But even then, it's like prospect, like that. One of the biggest things I'll lead into, like, what my tip too is Mm -hmm. prospecting. People don't actually put in the strategy to actually prospect, especially if you're looking for clients, because that's not the fun, exciting thing. Like you said, like the market, like some of the nitty gritty marketing stuff that people don't want to do. Like prospecting is one of those things of marketing and like cold calling or creating cold emails, cold videos, looking at websites, doing that type of analysis and then having to create those videos and then outreach them. That's, that's important in terms of being able to generate consistent sales because you need inbound and then you also need outbound sales to two different sales processes. So the content is going to be inbound or ads are going to be inbound. And then the outreach is going to be like that process. But eventually I'll automate it. Eventually I'll hire somebody to be able to at least do the outreach. And then the sales calls I'll still do until I can get a salesperson. But right now it's like all me. I'm like salesperson, marketer, coordinator. <laughs> so that, don't, that's don't my I know that life. <laughs> yeah. The entrepreneur multiple hat life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 But my tip cool is bean. think about your inbound strategy for marketing. How are you getting your inbound leads and sales? And then also your outbound. What is that exactly? And then, cause with both is, is how you're going to be able to have a consistent consistent sales moving forward and consistent clients. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Two and uh-huh. one. Two and one. Two and one. <laughs> what are you for um, so for me, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to survive. I My goal is to, because um, by the time we meet, I should have had my, Published my first blog, um, locked down my newsletter structure, at least the template for that. Um, another one of the things I'm going to be working on is customer features. I'm going to be like featuring a customer, past customer um, a month. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Good. So I've done the questionnaire. That was one of my Trello tasks, which I have done. Um, <laughs> I've done the questionnaire and I'm going to send it out uh, in, just in time to have it be included in the in the july newsletter um then um we'll see how my pr thing goes this week i'm hoping that i will make progress i don't know if i'll lock it down per se by next week but I'm keep at it um what else i think that's pretty much it i think it's really going to be focused around my con- continue to define and work on my content as well as my pr um planning yeah so you know it's a little vague but <laughs> little... i'm be working I'm working <laughs> yeah i mean that's content now everything now is about you know content content yeah so and, um, so okay since it's vague so you're gonna have your blog post done by next week okay. yes and then what what type of the strategy for your for your pr are you gonna have done I, well, I'm going to follow up to, I mean, I, right now it's like casting the net, you know, right now I'm, ha- I'm going to, I will check, I will check out Upwork. Um, but some of the people that my friend is referring me to, I will make it a point that I connect with them this week oh, nice. and connect okay. with them this week and request proposals. Right. And then, um, but of course I can't control when they get back to me with a proposal. Um, so 
but yeah, I will at least try to have some initial conversations and then get the proposals and then, yeah. And then if you have extra time, you'll do the, what was the other one? What was the one that you said you might not get? My newsletter. Okay. If you have any extra time, you'll, you'll work on your newsletter. No, I'm gonna work on my newsletter. Oh, you're gonna work I'm, on gonna, it? I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my yeah, I'm I'm gonna so my goal, one of my goals is you know to master Clavio a little bit better. So I need to consolidate my all my emails into Clavio, like the ones that are not currently on Shopify, mm-hmm. get them loaded into Clavio so everything's in one place. And um, just understand a little bit more and start building on my Clavio strategy as well. So I'm I'm definitely gonna do that over this next week. So just Google search how to use Clavio and YouTube it. It's actually not even bad. It's just I just have to take the time to, to like there's, look at it. There's comp- There's some really complex stuff because oh. one of my one of the first clients that I had had Clavio, and I was like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is like all the other email softwares I've used. There's a mm-hmm. few things that are a little weird. You just have to. They have some pretty good training though. Clavio itself has pretty good training. Just go through that. And okay. then anything, anything that you find, just just posted it. Just post it on a group if you if you are struggling. I don't think I'm gonna get to that point yet. The point of struggle because I'm not. I'm not. I mean, at least not in the next week. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's just more to so understand all the offerings. Like, what does it do? What can it do? Figure out how I can get the newsletter going. But I'm sure that I will probably encounter um, situations where I probably would need that in-depth or tutorial direction mm-hmm. um but for this week it's just more so understanding and lay of the land and see how to get my newsletter structured mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i love it so far i'm really really mm-hmm. excited about Clavio. Clavio is amazing you can pull in products you can pull in your products in there people can click on it like oh my freaking god like oh <laughs> I love when people like invent like cool things that just meet your needs. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But Clavio? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, I should also tell you. So you remember my chat, my chat. um, Your chat box? Your chat box? In the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had like three people use it today. Like they were about to make a purchase and they like, Message me. They have questions, and I was able to answer them like real time. Oh, and did they make the sale? They made the sale. They, they made the sale. Nice. Yeah, but there was another one though where we had a little bit of a snafu, and we have to figure it out. the The chat box was covering her checkout button. <laughs> that sucks. So she couldn't check out. She couldn't check out. So I'm like, oh my god, what do I do? I, I try to like log into the to the fence online to see if I can move the the chat box to a different location. I couldn't figure it out, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, can I send you a PayPal invoice? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, and then like I go into PayPal. I don't remember my password. I'm like, oh my god! I remember my PayPal password. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, it came to me. Came to me, and then I sent it to her, and she paid. So, so yeah, hey, you just you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes automation doesn't do. work. <laughs> you do what you got to do. But yeah, those little widgets and things are adding value. They're adding value. So oh, yeah, see. there you go. Yeah, I, I got more sales today than probably a whole entire month. Oh, nice. From being featured on that on I Instagram think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I'm happy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We'll see what the we'll see what the PR people can do for you. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sort of one of the reasons why I'm doing PR now too is I'm thinking ahead to like the holidays. I want to appear in gift guides, holiday shopping guides. And I feel like now is the time to start um making Pitching? that outreach. Yeah. yeah. Doing the pitch. So I'm yeah, because now we're in June. Yeah, I, I think you're trying to get into December and then and then probably November, November November for Black Friday too right yeah for fall yeah, yeah. three month lead time and then they have to start start getting to know you yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I'm thinking so so yeah I'm very optimistic I feel like you know things are going to I don't know I just I feel optimistic I feel optimistic so ask me next week but I don't know what I'll tell you next week, but for this week, <laughs> for this week you're good. <laughs> for this week, maybe those extra 200 followers have like given me the motivation that I need <laughs> just to get me through next week. And then, and then I—it's not going to be a podcast where we're, it's not a podcast where I started with. I've never felt so demoralized in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Forget hey, what episode that was. That's the episode. That's the Santa Barbara episode. Santa Barbara episode. So for those of you who haven't heard that, listen to that one. That's a good episode. <laughs> I had never <laughs> What can I say? It's a struggle. The struggle. It's a struggle. You know? It is a Keep struggle. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. But um, but for my tips of tips, my tips. my, my not tips, just the tip. So there's multiple. No, the, the, the entire thing. You get two. Oh, nice. I already talked about Trillo, you know, for those who are trying to be organized. I feel like everybody, you cannot run a business without like having a, you know, planning. Like you have to plan. If not, things are going to be happening to you. You're not going to be, you're not going to be proactive. You're going to be reactive. So you cannot, you either use Trillo or find something similar where you can plan ahead and then work back towards the steps to accomplish your goals. So you, you need that. Like, I just like, I'm, I'm so, dis- I was so disappointed in myself. Like, oh my God, what, what, what am I thinking? What am I doing? So um, really glad I, I, I started to do that. And then of course, Clavio for anyone who is going to be, Clavio is a free app on Shopify. There's a free version. Of course, you can't upgrade if you want, but you can, the free version also has a lot of um, functions and it's use, it's useful for starters. You know, you can do newsletters, you can do um, targeted email outreach, you can do campaigns, and it's just, it's everything for when you want to reach a customer via email. And for those who don't know, you know, it's been said time and time again, email is the best form of marketing. I'm beginning to realize that. So if you want to do email stuff and you don't know have Clavio and you're on Shopify, you need to get on it. So, Yeah, email is the one asset that you control because social media you don't control like you could have a million followers but then if like mark zuckerberg decides to like change the algorithm or Mm -hmm. decides that your business isn't suited for facebook they could just shut you down it can shut you down you can lose everything yeah so as you build your social media strategy you have to also make sure that you're building your email strategy and your website strategy and yeah do all of that yeah yeah, so um, I think that's pretty much it, Jeff. Anything else that we need to add for today? For today? No, 
<laughs> I know I can't, I can't think of anything else. What yeah, else? I think is, what, what, what else is left? I don't know. It's been like an hour now, so we, we might have to. We could talk about some plants. Talk some about plants. Yeah, we haven't talked about plants ever on this podcast. I don't know anything about plants. I have nothing to share about plants. <laughs> I have no. I don't know anything about plants. <laughs> I have. I could talk about my my couch that I just bought. I bought a green couch. Yeah. See, there you go. That's Buy yourself cool, a couch. If you want to be successful and featured on Ryan Seacrest, the couch is important. You got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's something you need. It's a yeah. Something you need, period. So buy a couch. Get, get on Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Ryan Seacrest. I hear he's like having some health issues. I don't know if you've heard about that. Oh no, I haven't heard. He was on like American Idol a few weeks ago, and he's his speech started to slur, and his face like people thought like he had like a minor stroke or something because his his eyes started to like close, droop. droop, and his face was like, and he could barely talk. So my buddy Ryan. Um, Praying for you, Ryan. Yeah, we all are. Mm-hmm. EWJ. EWJ movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. I think we have come to the end of this episode of Entrepreneurs with Jobs. Um, until next time, do the damn, do the damn thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cut. Jeff here, and a few things before you go. The music was produced by an amazing artist named Mayo from the Philippines. Check out his social media and information in the podcast description. Next, if you want to connect with other like-minded entrepreneurs who get it, then come join the Entrepreneurs with Jobs community. We host free in-person networking events, virtual workshops and summits, and we have an emerging online community. Best of all, it's free. Let's work smarter, not harder, and crowdsource our knowledge to help each other out. Entrepreneurship is already hard enough, but it doesn't mean we have to go it all alone. To join, just go to entrepreneurswithjobs.com and enter in your email address. We'll send you an email with all the details of how to join the community and get updates on when the next events are. And lastly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to get future updates. But the biggest thing that you can do to help entrepreneurs just like us is to share this podcast with a friend. Now get out there, take action, and thank you again for listening.